coming up on the talk show NFL season preview. Um, it's a two part episode, actually. So listen to the second part. I wanted to drop the first part as NFL talk before the season. I hadn't recorded in a while uh, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, and so now I did the NFL first and all the other stuff that I want to talk about, which is a lot. Um, is going to be coming up in part two. So definitely look out for that part two. I'm going to try and drop it first, um, edit it and do all that stuff early so that I can get it out before the game start. Right now we have about an hour and a half uh, till kickoff. So we should be good a little bit more than that. Um, I went through every team in the AFC, every team in the NFC. You might want to keep a pad and pen, a pen and paper for this one because I literally went through every single team and thought what about their records going to be and then picked my games for this week, including tonight's game. Spoiler alert. Um, I picked it. So uh, that's the only spoiler I'm going to say. So all that and more coming up next on the talk show. Get pumped. Football is back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is officially football. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm fired up. I just got home from work, and I know all day technically football was back. Football was starting today, but I, I really didn't feel it. Um, working for the first time in five and a half days after a Jewish holiday, which was preceded by a legal holiday, preceded by the weekend, preceded by a half a day going into the legal holiday on Friday. I had not worked and I had a ton to do today, and it was a busy day, um, crazy day. But then I got home and as I walked through the door about 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, my God, football, it's here, it's back. And so these are just rambling thoughts. I have to do a season preview episode, right? Because um, otherwise people are going to say, well, you predicted this, but it was after the season starts. So it's got to come out today. Um, I haven't been on in forever. We have a whole other episode coming up. Um, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to do a two-parter because I just want to get the season preview out there. But you heard all that in the open probably, which I haven't recorded yet. But um, now you know how the sausage is made. I ramble and then i'm like here's what i talked about and then i do the open um so i mean i just want to get right into it i want to pick the games i want to get into football i want to talk about all of it there's so much to talk about it uh there's you know a football game in about two hours and tom brady 45 year old 44 year old tom brady is going to be uh raising another banner this time in a new city obviously the storylines are uh well documented you don't need me out here telling you um what's about to happen but it's just so exciting that's it's that time of year it was kind of rainy it smelled like it this morning after it rained here in maryland last night and it's football weather it's football season the whole thing's back and i, I couldn't be more excited and i hope you hear it in my voice because i really i am so incredibly happy to have the nfl season back that's uh, you know the the calendar and i talk about this all the time i talk about the calendar year and appreciating the different parts of the calendar in sports and I talk about how, oh, this is the best time of the year. This is the best time of the year. No, this is actually the best time of the year. The, you know, the playoff push for baseball and you have football is starting up, which is just awesome. And then you have the, the baseball playoffs coming up, football starting up. And, um, you know, you have basketball and hockey training camps are going to be underway soon. So it really is a wonderful time for sports when all four of them are back and it feels fresh, especially for someone like me whose teams are often disappointing other than my baseball team, who's usually not. And we'll get to that in the next part. 
Um, it's good to have baseball playoffs. Your your team, my team's always been there my whole life, um, other than a couple of years, but they've always been over 500 and great. Um, and you have football. It's still early. It's There's still hope in the air. There's nothing but hope. And again, another thing I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Um, and you have hope for the basketball season. You have hope for the hockey season. So, so many stuff going on. Um, and it's, it's just a great time. But today, all that's important is football. So this is the full football preview pod. I'm going to go through the divisions, talk about who I think is going to win them, what I think might happen, um, why I think some of those things might happen. And then I'm going to pick the lines for the games and just talk about some storylines for this week. And then I guess for the regular season, um, last year, the way I did it is I usually picked the games. Uh, and then I talked about some storylines from the week before and then picked the games. I was basically, it was two episodes a week. I would do like Sunday night, um, episodes and then, you know, kind of recapping everything that happened on Sunday. And then I would do, and what the implications are. And then I would do another week preview on about Wednesday or Thursday night and kind of the storylines that developed over the course of the week. Cause that always happens. We're very reactionary early. And then we kind of develop takes over time, um, which also I'm going to talk about in next episode. Next episode is going to be awesome. If you're not listening to part two of this, you got, you have to uh, listen to it. Um, yeah. There's a lot of content coming at you because I, I was out for a while, but um, you should left, definitely take the time to listen. Even if you don't listen to it uh, before the season starts, because like I said, I need to get this out before the season starts because I need to say, Hey, these were my predictions before any snap was played or anything uh, before the first kickoff of the first game. But you don't need to listen to it then. That's just me for my own personal pride. So I can chirp back at people or uh, if I'm wrong, I could say, well, it was early. I didn't know. What did I know? <laughs> um, anyway, that's how I feel right now. But um, all right, we're going to start with the divisions. Um, I'll go in order. I'll just start with the AFC and I'll start with the AFC East. Um, I see Buffalo winning the division. I see the Buffalo being good again, again, with 17 games. I think they have four losses in their schedule, at least. Um, I don't think they'll be as dominant as they were last year. I know it's kind of weird to see a jump like Josh Allen had last year, jumping from what he was uh, previously to what he was last year. People think that he's going to take the next step and be an MVP candidate this season again and take them to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll be just quite there. I think New England is really good. I think Buffalo wins between 11 and 13 games, though, so that's a lot of games to win. New England, I do think, will be in second place. Think about it. Even if their defense carries them, even if Mac Jones is not as good as everyone just assumes he's going to be because Bill Belichick replaced Cam Newton with Mac Jones, even if it, he, you know he's not that and he's still a rookie quarterback with limited weapons on that offense, I still think they'll go at least 10 and 7. Um, because I think that defense is the best in the league. I think it's elite. I think Bill Belichick is a genius and Bill Belichick is mad. You never want to make the guys like that who are that incredible mad. You never want to anger them. And Tom Brady angered him. I don't think Tom Brady cares because he's down in Tampa trying to run it back. Um, and we'll get it back. We'll get to that soon. Meanwhile, I think Miami's not as good as people think. Um, Brian Flores, they may take a step back. Who knows what's going to happen? They obviously don't trust the quarterback. That can't be a good situation. He doesn't get the captain. Their trade rumors. They had, had they had plenty of opportunities to deny that they are trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. They've never denied it straight out. So um, obviously with the legal situations, no one knows what's happening with Deshaun Watson. But I do think that the cap for this team is an eight game, eight, eight wins. Listen, the people who trash Tua Tagovailoa, I don't get it because Tua, we haven't seen anything out of him, good or bad. We haven't seen a positive from him. We haven't seen negative. We saw seven games in which a lot of those games, Ryan Fitzpatrick was coming in to save the day as the reliever at the end of the game. So who knows? Um, but what we do know 
is that they don't trust him maybe in that room fully or maybe he's not fully healthy. It's a weird situation. Would I be shocked if they came out and shocked the world and Brian Flores is kind of doing a Belichick thing where he's keeping things under wrap, keeping things secret, and then they come out and they just are world beaters and they're incredible and they take the next step that we kind of expect them to take or expected them before last year to really be that team in the AFC East. I wouldn't be shocked as far as the Jets. And I'm going to talk about my Jets on the next episode. Um, if you can't be, you know, optimistic about, optimistic about the Jets now, then there's never a time to be optimistic, right? Because they haven't done anything bad yet. They haven't been challenged yet. There's nothing that's happened yet that they that you could point to to say, hey, they, you know, something bad happened and they had to respond to it. So we don't know anything. We don't know good or bad, right? There's You don't know anything yet. Um, I don't think this team is going to win more than five games or, or six max. If they win six games, they'll have triple the total amount of wins they had last year. Tripled. That's if Zach Wilson is ridiculous. You can triple the amount of wins you had in the previous season. Um, so their defense, I think, took a step back. Obviously, um, with the injuries, they were supposed to be better. But then with the injuries, who knows? So the defense is not better. might be worse. Um, the offensive weapons are obviously better. I think the offensive line is better. Um and I think the quarterback situation ultimately will be better to say it's going to be better from day one. He's a rookie quarterback. I, I don't know if you could say it's going to be better from day one, despite what guys like Tony Romo and other people have said, Chris Sims have said about Zach Wilson. I'm excited about him. I, I think he does look very good. I think he does remind me of my personal favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. But again, I think if this team wins five games, you're talking about more than double the amount of wins they had last year. So I take it and he could still put up 40 points a game, not 40, but 30 points a game and they could win five games. And I'd be very happy with that. Let's move over to the NFC and the NFC East. Um, the worst division in football, in my opinion, I do think Dallas is good. I do think we will see Zeke come back to full strength. I do think CD lamb and Amari Cooper are excellent receivers. I do think Dak Prescott will come off the injury and come back better than ever. I, I trust that team. I like Mike McCarthy. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I think the division is terrible enough that they can squeeze out 10 wins and win the division. That's what I think will happen in that division. I think Washington will come in second place on the strength of their defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick is an average quarterback at best. He's going to put up numbers. We know that he hasn't won any big games ever. Will they make the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe eight or nine wins somewhere in that range, either right over or right under 500. So that's basically, you know, what you say. And um, with Washington, it's going to be their defense carrying them. And that front seven is pretty ridiculous. So um, I like their defense and they're going to get wins in that division. Like I said, that division is easy. It's going to be easy to pick up wins. The Giants, I don't like. And the Giants, there are rumors now that they're trying to trade um, Saquon Barkley maybe to the Ravens and the Ravens whole mess with their running back situation. They've had three running backs injured. And obviously Marcus Peters also tears his ACL today. So, so much going on with the Ravens. And it's basically an admission of guilt if you trade Saquon Barkley. It's admitting that, hey, we should have never taken a quarter uh, running back before we take our quarterback. First of all, we see running backs grow on trees. Uh, obviously not great running backs like uh, a Saquon Barkley, but serviceable NFL running backs come out of nowhere every year. And we're like, oh, well, this guy's good now. Who go? Cool. Um, so in, especially in an offense like the Ravens offense, and I don't mean to turn this into a Ravens talk because we'll get to them in a few minutes, but. I think in a Ravens offense, uh, any running back would really do well. And if you're trading Saquon Barkley there, you're basically saying, yeah, Daniel Jones isn't the guy. Um, he's not the guy. And if you're not a win now team, there's no point in having a running back who's a top, top notch running back in the league. We've seen that time and time again. And I think Saquon Barkley is a top notch running back in the league. I don't think this team is ready for a running back like that. I think they will be seven and 10, 
maybe six and 11 even. So that's, that's how I feel about them. Philly, I think is worse. Um, I think Philly is at most a four win team. So that's that division. And I think those wins are kind of like the giants and everyone in that division, really their wins are beefed up because they might all go one and one against each other. So they all might be grabbing an extra win that, you know, that they actually should have because that division so bad. Let's switch over back to the AFC and the AFC North. I mentioned Baltimore, so we'll go there. But I don't think it's going to be Baltimore winning the division. I know a lot of people have Cleveland as the favorites to win the division. I really have Cleveland Cleveland as the favorites to win the division. They showed me a lot in the game that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. I really thought Baker showed a lot of balls in that playoffs. And I listen, their defense has a ton of talent. Their offense has a ton of talent. And Baker just has to be average, pedestrian, above, slightly above average for them to be really good. And he showed me that he's capable of doing that. I think this team can dominate in the regular season. I think this team is the team that people kind of think maybe the Buffalo Bills will be. And they can go far. Will they show up and crap the bed and show, hey, we're still the Browns? Maybe. I mean, but I, I think this whole thing of, oh, they're the Browns. They can never be good. I don't think that's true. They have the talent. They're being run well then anything is possible. And I think this team will make the playoffs, win a division, maybe get a buy, a buy in the first round. Well, you'd have to be the best team in the, in the league this year, um, which they're probably not the best team in the conference, but they'll be one of the top teams in the conference. And I think people will look at Baker Mayfield like I, he's pretty good. Next is Baltimore. And I do think Baltimore will um, take a step back and w- especially with their running back situation and now their corner situation. Um, you need to run. You need to be able to throw the ball in this league, and I don't think Lamar is a great thrower of the ball. I don't think we need to see much more to prove that he is a great regular season quarterback. So if they rattled off twelve wins, I wouldn't be shocked. But I do think they come back closer to the ten win area, unless they do get a guy like Saquon Barkley and then look out. Um, because if you add a guy like Saquon Barkley with Lamar Jackson in the backfield, it's impossible to stop. Because who are you committing to as a linebacker, as a defensive front guy, as a front seven guy, or even as a safety? That's a scary thought to imagine. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now they're over under and win totals eight and a half. Um, so you can't be under, you're either over 500, or under 500, you can't be 500 anymore with the 17th game added. Mike Tomlin has never been under 500 in his career. So a lot of people are saying, take the over, um, they'll win nine games. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I'm going to take that bet. I'm going to say they go nine and eight. Um, I think they're going to try and turn Ben into a game manager, try and squeeze into that extra wild card spot, make the playoffs. And then take it from there. I think the defense is still elite. The offense on the weapons on offense are obviously incredible. I think they should try and run the ball a little bit more. I do think that's, um, you know, something that they should try and do. And that will help them. I think Cincinnati will stink. Uh, There's not much to talk about there. Joe Burrow coming off an injury. I don't think he's going to look that good. Um, And I think the team overall will kind of suffer. Although I do think he'll be good in the long run. I think this year people might start to get nervous. People have stock in Joe Burrow. To the NFC North, and this is everyone knows whoever listened to this podcast. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to dominate. I looked at their schedule. I found one or two losses in there. Um, I think Rodgers is mad. I think Rodgers wants to prove, yeah, there was all this talk all offseason, but I'm here. I'm, I'm committed. I'm going to play and I'm going to win. So I think they go 16 and 1, 15 and 2 in route to maybe even a Super Bowl. Um, the Chicago Bears, I think, are going to be the second best team in that division. A lot of people think Minnesota is going to be really good. But then again, they have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, the Kirk Cousins stat that I love is that Kirk Cousins, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I just said Kirk Cousins like seven times in a span of 30 seconds. And I'll say it again. Kirk Cousins, he has the stat, the most touchdowns, or the he's like the best quarterback when they're down 10 points or more 
It basically means that when they're already losing and it's garbage time and doesn't matter anymore, he's great. So when it really does matter, he stinks. Um, and I think Chicago will be better. I think ultimately they will switch to Justin Fields sooner rather than later, earlier rather than later. He's looked really good in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but their defense is great. They have receivers. Andy Dalton is going to show in the first couple of weeks that he's not great. I think they make that move. And ultimately, they'll be great because of it. If they win 10, 11 games, they could do that. Because if they start the year one and four, they'll switch to him. And then they have a chance, yeah, to rattle off a bunch of wins. So I do think they could end up with like 10 wins if he comes in and goes nine and four with them. The math there doesn't really add up, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Minnesota, like I said, I think they're still a solid team, but I think they'll be pedestrian about nine and eight, eight and nine. Um, Detroit, I think will stink. Um, because I I don't, that coach is crazy. I don't like the franchise. I don't like the way they're built. And I think, um, well, I do like Jared Goff. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. He did win a playoff game last year against Seattle, a really good team. But um, I think it's just a bad situation for him. It's another guy that just kind of a victim of his circumstance, a victim of his situation. We saw him go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he wasn't good in that game, but he had to make some throws to get there. Um, I think in a different situation, people would be seeing him a lot different, but I don't think he's long for Detroit. They had to give up an extra pick just for them to take Jared Goff, and I don't think that's a good situation for him, and it kind of sucks, but I think that's the current situation he is in. Um, let's switch over to back to the AFC and the AFC South, and the Tennessee Titans, I think, should win that division handily. There's not really any competition there. I don't love Indianapolis. Um, a lot of people do, but Carson Wentz had one really great year and a bunch of pedestrian years. Um, Jacksonville, their, their offensive line can't block. I'll be, I'd be shocked if they won more than three games. Again, they won one last year. If they win double, that would be two. You're going to say they're tripling their win total. That's a total of three games. So even if they triple their win total, it's three wins on the season. So I don't think they'll be that good if, you know, if, Trevor Lawrence is worth tripling your win total. That's possible. So they'll win three games again. Their first game of the year, I think, is a win. But they won the first game of the year last year and won, and then lost 15 straight. So um, that doesn't mean anything. Houston uh, will get a win this year. That's that's what I'm going to say about Houston. They're going to luck their way into a win because that's what happens. Other than that, they're a dumpster fire. Let's move back over to the NFC and the NFC South. Just like I said with the Packers, there's really not more than one or two losses for Tampa. I've never seen anything like this. No one's ever seen anything like this. 22 starters are all going to be back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after winning a Super Bowl. It's probably the most remarkable stat in football. And at this point, you just have to sit back and appreciate Brady. Yeah, for all those years, I hated on Tom Brady. You know why I hated on Tom Brady? Because he was playing against the Jets and he was beating them twice a year. And it was terrible to watch. Um, but now I could appreciate him. If you say I was hating on him last year in the playoffs, if you go back and listen to those episodes, yeah, a little bit. Here's why. Because Aaron Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers. What can I do? I can't I can't help myself. And I really wanted Aaron Rodgers to beat him. And I didn't think Brady played particularly well in that game. It's hard to argue that he did. And Rodgers couldn't get it done. I, I agree. They, they, they took him off the field on fourth down. Um, it wasn't managed really well, but Aaron Rodgers also could have played a lot better. Um, so yeah, I was disappointed. But after that point, uh, I was just in awe and appreciating what Tom Brady was able to do. I know it was only one game and really his defense was ridiculous against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs. And we'll get to them in a second, but I think Brady does it again. Why not run it back? I'm not saying they're going to win the super bowl, but in the regular season, I think they're going to show out. It might not happen tonight. Tonight they might, you know, look a little slow to start, just kind of 
show you guys. I think the numbers minus nine, and we'll get to picking the lines in a minute. And minus nine, I'll take the Cowboys um, just because of the number in this game. But and I do like the Cowboys overall in the season. Yeah, I said that, but I don't think they'll win. I think Tampa will win. I think it'll be a good game tonight, though. And I think Tampa's going to be insane all year long. Next, I have the Saints. I really do think that the situation matters. I do think the Saints will be over 500. They'll be a playoff team. Um, they'll win 10 games. I think Jameis Winston will look good in that offense after sitting behind Drew Brees for a year. I really like that situation. I like that situation for the Saints a lot. Um, and I could be wrong. You know, if all of a sudden Jameis Winston is throwing 30 picks again, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But I, my prediction is that that won't happen, that he will be a much improved quarterback when it comes to the turnovers. Um, and we obviously know what he can do. Um, throwing the ball, I think uh, they'll have a big year with Alvin Kamara. He's on my fantasy team. No one cares. But he's on my fantasy team. So I hope they have a big year. If he could dump it off to him instead of trying to take chances on uh, and let him make a, a few plays, I think that'll help Jameis Winston as well. I think Atlanta will be better than a lot of people think. Um, that's just a tip from Jeremy Kahn. He thinks that their offense is going to be prolific. Why wouldn't they be? Um, their offense has always looked really good. Um, and they had Kyle Pitts and all that. So I do think the the offense should be really good for Atlanta this season. Um, and I think Carolina, listen, Sam Darnold has talent. I think there's so much talent around him. I think the second year of Matt Rule, I think they'll win about six or seven games, which is, again, a lot more games than Sam Darnold won in New York. So I think that's the situation for Darnold. And uh, again, they're playing against three teams in the division who I think are all going to be better than them. So maybe that bumps them down to five wins. Um, but I do think Carolina and specifically Sam Darnold will look like maybe they are a professional team. As far as Kansas City, we're switching over. AFC South, we got two divisions left. The Kansas City Chiefs, um, I think will be really good, but I do think they will have a few hiccups this year, maybe three or four losses on the season. Um, I think they'll have some time where they're going to be kind of trying to figure it out with this offensive line. It's a whole new unit. Obviously the unit struggled terribly. I think Mahomes is going to have to kind of reset himself a little bit, um, to where he's not trying to make things happen so much where he's not afraid that the line is going to break down on him. Um, again, I think he'll handle it fine. I just think early in the year, maybe they start the season like, you know, three and three and people are like, oh, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? And then they rattle off a bunch of wins and end the season uh, 13 and four. But that's the type of season I see them having. I see a little bit of a slow start trying to get everything together. Then Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and all those talented guys on both sides of the ball remind us why they're so talented. And once they hit the playoffs, if they're hot in their stride. Um, and I talked about this last year. When are they going to get hot? When are they going to get hot? They never really got hot. They still made it to the Super Bowl. Um, just tells you how incredibly talented they are. In that division, I do think the Chargers will take advantage and win a couple of games. I think the Chargers can make the playoffs. I think they can win double-digit games, 10 wins, 10-7, and seven, not that crazy anymore. Um, and I think Justin Herbert will take the next step, and he's really good. I think a lot of people going into the 2022 season, like after this year, are going to have Justin Herbert ranked ahead of guys like Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. So, I think he's a really good quarterback. I think Keenan Allen might be one of the best receivers in the league. Um, he's, in my opinion, the best route runner in the league. So I really like that team um, out in L.A. Denver, a lot of people like them. I don't love them. I do like Teddy Two Gloves. Um, I think he's a solid quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's exactly average. Ryan Rosillo was saying everyone goes back and forth between saying, oh, Teddy's great. Teddy's terrible. Teddy's great. Teddy's terrible. He's just average. That's what he is. So some games he plays really well. Some games he plays really poorly. 
And then depending on how he plays, we're very reactionary. So we like to either overrate him or underrate him based on the last thing he did, the very last second that he did it. Um, and so I think coming into this season, some people will probably overrate them or underrate them because that's how people feel about him. I think they're just about pedestrian, like a seven and 10, eight and eight, nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever that type of team. Uh, formerly in the old ways, they'd be an eight and eight team. And then Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Again, Derek Carr is good. That team has no idea what, what they're doing. I don't know why they picked up Kenyon Drake. Um, they had Josh Jacobs. They gave Drake a ton of money. Um, a lot of fantasy owners are very nervous. I still think Drake will get all the carries. I think, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I think that franchise is poorly ran um, and they still have enough talent to win 10 games, but they'll probably end up losing 10 games because of how they are run. The NFC South or sorry, West, this is the last division. And my favorite team in the league this year, uh, I don't think in the regular season they'll rattle off the wins the way Green Bay and Tampa, but I do think that they will win about 14 games, and that's the LA Rams. Um, I think they have the best player in the league in Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is the best player in football currently. I talked about that all year last year. They have Jalen Ramsey, who I think is the best corner in the league. Um, the defense in general, when you have those two guys, <laughs> makes everyone else's job a lot easier. They have Sean McVay, who's one of the smartest offensive minds. And with him, they're going to have now a quarterback who can really open up the playbook to do anything because Matthew Stafford is one of the most quarterback, most one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, both running the ball, his arm to get it deep um, and his to zip it into tight windows to throw every he could do anything on a football field as good as anyone. And the reason we don't talk about him the way we talk about guys like Mahomes and Rodgers is because he hasn't won. Um, and, you know, that's partially on him. It's partially on the organization that he was in with the Lions. But um I think this year, if he can't get it done, a lot of, you know, maybe a lot of the criticism on him is uh, correct. But I think right now you still have to be optimistic. Like I said, <laughs> if there's ever a time to be optimistic, now would be the time because he's in a new situation with a guy who's perceived as a great head coach. And this situation should really work for him. He should have a really good defense. And I think he's going to have a really successful season. And I think at the end of the year, he's going to be the hottest guy. And generally, the guy who's the hottest the last seven weeks of the season is the guy who we talk about for MVP. So I think we'll be talking about Matthew Stafford for MVP at the end of this year. Um, Seattle's still going to be good, 11-6, and six, something like that. Um, I think they'll lose a couple games to the Rams. They're in a tough division. I think San Francisco is wildly overrated. Everyone's talking about how good San Francisco is. Seattle really faded at the end of last year. So, you know, that's why I wouldn't give them more than 11 12 wins max because what happened last year when they, they just really didn't look like themselves even though they were winning games um san francisco so many people are saying they're gonna be so good but jimmy garoppolo is gonna be the starting quarterback again um that's a similar situation with kind of the, the bears but it's also a similar situation with what we've seen with uh the rams where you know jared goff wasn't doing anything to say that he shouldn't be the starter anymore but he just wasn't showing you enough to tell you that he's really great so those two quarterbacks both guys who made it to the super bowl and then, but you still kind of don't trust them. Obviously, Garoppolo barely threw the ball on that run. Um, but we'll see what happens with that team if Lance ever does get to start this year. And Arizona, Arizona probably should win seven, eight games, but they're still going to be the worst team in that division just because that division is so stacked. And Kyler Murray, I think he's a good quarterback. He was a little bit hurt last year. They have great receivers, obviously, um, and a good defense. That division, in my opinion, is probably the best division in football. Um, with those four teams. And I think those four teams will all be hovering around 500. They'll beat up on each other. Um, but that's basically what I have. I have the Rams, the Bucks, Green Bay, and Dallas winning the NFC divisions. 
the AFC divisions, I have Buffalo, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Kansas City. No real shockers here. I guess I have the Chargers making the playoffs, Baltimore making the playoffs, New England making the playoffs. Again, no huge surprises. Probably Seattle making the playoffs, New Orleans making the playoffs, um, and maybe Chicago making the playoffs, you know, or Atlanta sneaking in. So maybe Chicago and Atlanta, a couple surprises out in the NFC. Um, but I don't think I said anything really crazy out here. Uh, just kind of what I feel is about to happen over the next few months. And it's going to be a fun ride. And let's get right into week one and the games I will be picking against the spread. We'll kick things off with the Thursday night game tonight. It's coming up in about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, It's the Cowboys going to the Buccaneers to Champa Bay, where they'll be raising another banner and returning all 22 starters. Tom Brady, 44 years old, played through all those injuries and COVID and everything else that he was dealing with last year. Didn't matter. Still won. Still didn't look great, but still won. That's what's incredible about Tom Brady. I do think they will win tonight again. The line is minus nine, though. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the points. Minus nine for the Bucks. I want to take the Cowboys. That's a huge number. Um, I'm getting these uh, spreads from Fox Bet. So if you see the line somewhere else a different way, I think they could. They'll probably win by a touchdown or a little less. But uh, nine is too big for me. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. But I think the Bucks will win that game. Let's switch to the Sunday games, one o'clock games, and my Jets. Um, we'll start with my Jets in Carolina. And listen, everyone's going to talk about, oh, Sam Darnold revenge game. Sam Darnold should be better than Zach Wilson at this point in his career. If you think Sam Darnold in year four with the weapons that he has and Matt Rule in his second year coaching that team with Christian McCaffrey and all those guys at home against the Jets' horrendous secondary is going to be worse than Zach Wilson, then Sam Darnold shouldn't be in the league at all. He's a terrible quarterback. He should beat Zach Wilson this week, and he should look better than him. Against that Jets' secondary, everything I just mentioned, there's no reason why Sam Darnold shouldn't be better than him. And if you're making judgments based on this one week, you're crazy for a plethora of reasons, but (laughs) specifically because Sam Darnold should win this game. The line's four and a half. If Zach Wilson's legit at all, maybe they could keep it close. But I do think uh, Carolina should win this game, even with the points. Minus four and a half. They should win by probably at least a touchdown. Darnold should be able to put up 40 points against this Jets defense, and he probably will. And it'll be a talking point. Cute. Uh, great. Have your talking point. I don't care. Seattle and Indianapolis. Seattle is minus three on the road against Indianapolis. We know Indianapolis's defense is good. I said Seattle. I didn't love them this year. But at the same time, I do think Russell Wilson and those guys will show up, especially week one. They always show up early in the year. Um, I think they'll win that game and they'll cover the three-point spread. San Francisco and Detroit. San Francisco is minus seven and a half. I told you Detroit sucks. It's at home. There's always wonky games at the beginning of the season. I'm going to take Detroit. They might win this game. San Francisco, I told you, I don't think they're as great as everyone thinks. At the same time, I don't think Detroit is good at all. Detroit is terrible, but there's always weird things happening early in the season. Philadelphia and Atlanta. Atlanta is minus three at home. You basically get three points for being home in a dome, so I'll take them. Atlanta, I think they'll put up 1,000 points against Philadelphia. They'll put up 1,000 points against a lot of teams this year. I will take Atlanta in that game. Cincinnati and Minnesota. It's in Cincinnati. Minnesota is minus three, and I'm going to take Minnesota. I don't love Minnesota. I think maybe they'll win by three. Maybe they'll win by four. I think it'll be kind of close. I think Cincinnati will be in some close games this year. I said they won't win a lot of games. But I think they'll be in some close games this year. I just think their team is not that great. Green Bay and New Orleans. Green Bay is minus four in New Orleans week one. And I think Rodgers is going to want to come out firing. I think he's going to throw like six touchdowns. I'll take the minus four. They should probably win like 45 to 
28, something like that. Um, so even if New Orleans on offense plays well, I still think that's going to be a very high scoring game. And I think Green Bay's and Rodgers in particular are going to want to throw it around and win that game. Denver and the Giants. Again, I keep saying this. I don't think the Giants are very good. The Giants are minus, th- uh, sorry, Denver is minus three on the road. I'll take Denver. I'll take the points. I think Denver is going to beat the New York Giants and it'll be by more than three points. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. This is a tough game, actually. Uh, Buffalo is minus six and a half. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think it'll be closer than minus six and a half. Um, I think Pittsburgh will keep it close. I do think Buffalo is good this year. I think they're going to kind of struggle at the beginning. Every team kind of the first week. I don't think they'll struggle, but I think we'll see a slow start. I don't think we're going to see Josh Allen come out the way Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and throw for, you know, 500 yards in week one. So I think that's a little bit of a closer game, but I still think Buffalo will win that game by maybe three or four points. Arizona and Tennessee. Tennessee is minus two and a half at home. I think they'll win by more than three points. They'll win by more than a field goal. So I'll take Tennessee in that game. Washington and the Chargers. I'm seeing this line here. I think it was the Chargers somewhere else, but Washington minus a half a point. I'm taking the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to be great this year. And I think it's going to start this week in week one in D.C. So I'm taking the Chargers um, basically, I guess, to win because it's Washington minus a half a point. Houston and Jacksonville. Jacksonville is minus three. I'll take Jacksonville. I don't love that pick. Houston is so bad, though. How can you take Houston even at home uh, giving three points? Kansas City minus five and a half against Cleveland. This is my upset of the week. I do think Cleveland will upset Kansas City in week one. I think it'll be the game where we say, oh, my God, Cleveland's actually good. And then we just kind of ride that the whole season. Kansas City, they don't have problems. They just have to figure out how they're going to protect Mahomes and kind of change the scheme and the game plan. And in week one against that defense and those guys up front for Cleveland, I think it's going to be really tough. It's going to be a lot of what we saw in the Super Bowl when Tampa was all over Patrick Mahomes. Um, And I think Patrick Mahomes by week two will figure it out. But I do think Cleveland will win in week one, even in Kansas City. So Kansas City minus five and a half. I'm taking Cleveland and the points and the win. Miami at New England. New England is minus three. I can see New England winning by one or two. If it was three and a half, I would take Miami. Three is tough. I'll still take Miami, um, but I think New England will win this game. And the, uh, sorry, Chicago is at the Rams. The Rams are minus seven and a half. I still think they have a really good defense. I'm going to take Chicago. It's a tough one because Andy Dalton can't put up any points, but maybe they somehow figure out a way to put up some points and the Rams win it, but maybe by only seven and not by eight, I guess. Monday night, the first game ever in Las Vegas, Ravens and Raiders. Uh, The line here is minus four for the Raiders. I do think the Ravens will win. I think the Raiders will keep it close. I'm going to take the Raiders. I guess Ravens by a field goal. So say that. So those are the lines. Those are the picks. If I had to read those back to you, I just went back over them. Some of them I kind of just made right now. So Um, If I had to read those back to you, I wouldn't be able to. Um, That's the bottom line. But that doesn't mean I'm not confident in what I said. A lot of these picks I did think about, especially that Cleveland pick. I do think um, even if they don't upset, they're going to make it close in five and a half for Kansas City. Uh, I think that's at most a field goal game. All right. Here are the storylines. I said I was going to get through some storylines. I probably talked about most of them already when I was talking about the podcast. When I was talking about the AFC and each team, I went through the NFC and each team. I went through the games. And I'll probably talk about some more points in uh, part two of this podcast. But let's start with my first point, and it's the year of Brady. 
Brady's 44 years old. He just won another Super Bowl. He continues to impress everyone. And they're bringing back 22 guys. At this point, like I said before, I just root for the guy. And if you're not rooting for the guy, you're denying yourself one of the great pleasures of the world. Rooting for one of the greatest ever, probably the greatest ever. Why wouldn't you do that at this point? We spend so much time debating who's this and who's good and who's bad and blah, 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 blah. Especially with like LeBron and Jordan and all these sports debates and being such reactionary. It's time to take a step back and be a fan. And who knows how much longer it's going to last. Everyone says it has to end at some point. He might just be bad this year. It hasn't happened yet. And when it happens, I think we'll know. It may never happen. He may just step away at the top of his game. Um, and it'll ultimately be a mystery if he does that. If he's 48 years old and he steps away at the top of his game, you're like, oh, my God, this guy could have played forever, I guess. Um, but at this point, it definitely seems like that. So, you know, when when they fall, when the great ones fall, they kind of tend to fall fast. Even if he's, you know, an average quarterback this year, I think this team is so good around him and everyone has only gotten better and they've only started to gel in that playoff run and in that Super Bowl. I think this team will be even better than they were last year. That's the uh, the ultimate story. We go from the Super Bowl winners to the Super Bowl losers and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, listen, like I said, the O-line needs to get it together. I think they'll struggle in week one against the Browns and uh, protecting Mahomes. I still think Mahomes will make some incredible plays in that game. And ultimately, over time, they'll turn into the team that we saw two years ago. But I still think a lot of the inconsistencies that we saw for most of last season, and specifically the protection problems in the Super Bowl, will rear its head again early in the season. Although I do think they'll figure it out, not lose more than four games this year, and be ultimately fine and really good. Um, I think the Browns are going to be really good, speaking of the Browns and that loss. Like I said, I think the Browns are going to win that division. And seriously, what the hell is going on with the Ravens? I asked uh, a couple of guys at work today. I was like, is there something wrong with their practice turf? Like, what's going on? Um, they don't know <laughs> what's going on with them. But I think one guy to look at is Bless Austin. The Jets dropped him. He was a corner who a lot of you probably have never heard of. But if you're a Jets fan, you love Bless Austin. And they dropped him as kind of a curious move. But I trust Joe Douglas still at this point because he hasn't done anything for me not to trust him. Same goes for Robert Sala. But if the Ravens picked him up and he became a great corner, would I be shocked? No, not at all. Um, Again, I said the Steelers over. I think they're going to have to start running the ball. So that's staying in that division. Speaking of running, like I said, the Giants. If they actually trade Saquon Barkley, it's an admission of guilt that Daniel Jones thinks. I think a lot of these I'm repeating. Um, here's another one. No one cares about your fantasy team. That's and, and I'll end with this. My fantasy team is awesome. And still, no one cares. I think people love talking about their fantasy football team and like, oh, here's what happened. Oh, I picked up Le'Veon Bell today because guess what? Le'Veon Bell is whatever. No one cares. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going to talk about. Someone actually just dropped, uh, the Washington football team in my league. Was there an injury that I'm unaware of? Because I think Washington is one of the better defenses in the league. Anyway, um, uh, my fantasy team, I'll just run it off real quick. Matt Ryan, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Alvin Kamara, Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, Noah Fant, Brandon Ayuk, the Browns D, Deshaun Watson, cause why not? Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Brown, Chris, uh, I don't even know his first name um claypool chase claypool sorry um and that's my fantasy team nobody cares i still think it's really good it's a 10 team league so it's you know every team is going to be pretty deep 
Um, that's all I got. I wanted to get this in before the football season. Part two coming up, maybe even a bonus episode. So much content coming your way. I'll be blogging all year, all that good stuff. And you'll hear all about that in part two. Be sure to listen to part two and enjoy Thursday night football and the NFL season. It's going to be an awesome season. Let's do this. 